0: Thank you for joining us at Retro vs. Remake. Guys, we just passed our landmark episode 50. So, hey.
1: <laughs> we did it. Robocop.
0: <laughs> Murph. So, uh, this is episode 51. We wanted to try something different. One, you can tell we're back. The gang's back.
1: <laughs> Boys are back in town. Yeah. That
0: was originally going to be G.I. Joe's back in town. So, that's a, oh. good, that's a good remake there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. We're back together. Um, fully vaccinated. So, You know if uh, if you want to get out there get vaccinated help your country um and yeah it's good it's good to be back in the same room and uh in that same breath we're going to try something a little bit different since we did hit the big 50. we wanted to appreciate that landmark by going over kind of our best of worst of Mm -hmm. of the series
1: yeah so we're going to go over our top three originals top three remakes and then our top three originals we didn't like top three remakes we didn't like and end it all with our best sort of best of both worlds. Which one do we think the original and remake is like superior of the fifty episodes we did? Nice,
0: nice. We talked a little bit about this beforehand. There is some crossover, but uh, right. that's okay. You know, um, movies are movies, and uh, like you were saying, I think we have more similar tastes than we originally thought. Um, when we started the series, I, I thought that
1: we weren't going to agree about a lot of things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, uh more in common than we thought
1: yeah so one we do have uh the same movie we're just going to kind of get out of our order and just start talking about that movie right there that way you don't have to hear us talk about the same movie two different spots yeah
0: yeah and even though there's going to be crossover i think honestly there are different reasons why i think we like these movies Mm -hmm. so um even with movies that we agree about i think there's going to be enough to talk about in terms of variation so Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to it yeah to be fun. Yeah. Diving right into this bad boy. Dive right in. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Here we go. Welcome back. So
1: I'm Reggie Parker. And I'm Dan Bulick.
0: Welcome to another episode of Retro versus Remake! Yeah. We can at the same time now. We're not limited by Zoom. I missed that. <laughs> I missed that. Um, that was my favorite part of the show. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, jumping right in to top three remakes. Top
1: three remakes.
0: We're going to start in kind of reverse order, so I'll give you my number three and work my way to my number mm-hmm. one. Yeah. My number three in this scenario is The Thing. Hmm. So, in terms of the remake, we're looking at the 1982 John Carpenter film starring Kurt Russell, Wilfred Brimley, Keith David, awesome in it, and why this really captured um, my imagination as one of my top three remakes is that it has the elements of the story from the original but does its own thing and um, there are times where that works, and there are times where that doesn't work, but I would say in this scenario, the way Carpenter approached the series, um, I think it worked very well. Um, there's like allusions to things that happened in the first movie mm. that um, are part of this, but are different. And I think what really makes this movie stand apart is this is one of the rare times where like the star power in the remake takes us over the top. So the original, the thing, this is a competent and, you know, a good movie. But uh, if you were to ask me who stars in that film, mm. I, can, I can't tell you. Um, Making the monster a super vegetable um, in the original <laughs> was a little rough for me, and I think John Carpenter really just smoothed out a lot of the uh, the edges. He made this cohesive story, really good practical effects, and I mean, Kurt Russell pouring the fucking whiskey on the computer, you know, <laughs> cheating bitch. Like, I don't know. There's just a lot of great moments in that movie, and I, that's why that's my number three.
1: Yeah, it, that's a really good movie. Um... Oh, I wait! Mean, let me rephrase that. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it a good movie, but yeah, it was enjoyable. Um, definitely a step up from the the source material. Sure. So for sure, and again, it's one of those movies that's full of these practical effects that I think still look really well today. Mm. So I, you know. Yeah,
0: and what um what else I like about it is that. There's more ambiguity in the ending than a lot of films. Like I did enjoy the fact that right. it wasn't so close-ended what was gonna happen. Um you can make assumptions, but yeah, I just thought that the step up from the original to this remake is what you know, there's a lot of choices here and this is why this one eked out my list. Good one. Good one.
1: My number three is Little Shop of Horrors. Nice. Um yeah, I remember when we did this episode I just had so many good things to say about it. I just liked the way they interpreted it. You know, it was based, you know, Frank Oz and Company did it, you know, it wasn't their original vision. It was already a musical. Sure. So they just took that musical and put it into theaters, but you know, but they did obviously worked. I love the characters. You know, Steve Martin's dentist still one of my favorite characters. <laughs> so I think of like all time in all movies, yeah. he's so good in that. Um, even you know Rick Moranis' character, a little annoying, but you know, he's still still pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know the plant is just so alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, and again, talking about practical effects, I really like those practical effects. And then if we go back and talk about you know what a step up from the original. Because that original was just so weird in the way it was kind of, like I said, more like a play instead of like a a movie. Because like so many different weird things were happening that if you weren't paying attention, you'd completely miss. But I just like the way it's done in the remake. I like the songs. I usually don't like the addition of music (laughs) in movies. But... The songs were pretty funny you know some of them are a little bit like, all right mm. this one's a little bit long but yeah again going back to steve suddenly martin suddenly see more yeah that's what i was thinking of but it's a it's a really enjoyable film even if you don't like musicals i think you'll still enjoy it and i certainly did
0: yeah and i will say this too that um uh you mentioned the the plant in the film but audrey too the whole thing i mean that worth the price of admission right there is yeah. just uh great puppetry um the voice is perfect yeah. you know it's it's a really fun movie and um i'm in the same boat like musicals can be really miss for me versus hit but this one um i think it's just consistently funny like you said steve martin the head dennis and the leather jacket it just, it's, it's <laughs> funny as hell man and um it took what was a comedic scene in the first movie and just upped the comedy so much more and uh, again there's that star power coming back through and uh you know, helping these remakes start their own, you know, kind of build their own ground, as
1: it were. Good movie. I forget that Bill Murray cameo, too.
0: Nice. That classic shit. Nice. Um, In terms of my number two, I was thinking along the same lines of, uh, a lot of the movies that permeate my top three took something from the original and just made it different. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, for me, my number two is 310 to Yuma, the 2007 film starring uh, Russell Crowe and Christian Bale and what I really like about this movie is that in the original 310 it's it's kind of like the bad guy is the star right um like he's just he's just relaxed. Hey, take me to jail I don't <laughs> care if you like pearls
1: I'll get your pearls <laughs> yeah. my wife still says that to me she thinks that's oh part. it's so good
0: it's, good. <laughs> it's so good and just the fact that he's able to be such a charmer, mm-hmm. um, to the point where like you're rooting somewhat for the bad guy mm-hmm. at the end of the film. And what I like about this remake is that they found a way to make the bad guy still have that turn where you kind of like towards the end when you find out that the bad guy probably will get out of his situation, you're okay with that, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, we also elevated our um, our lead, you know, so Christian Bale's take on um Dan Evans is just such a humanized role like Mm -hmm. um in the original the guy's kids just like him by default in the remake Christian Bale is just kind of like he's he's got a war injury so he's disabled his kids uh resent him for that his wife kind of resents him (laughs) for that and like you just watch this guy kind of get beat down this whole movie and try to use honor to make it through. And to be honest, that didn't work, right? So, like, it's beautiful that it's not just, like, the good guys and the bad guys. The bad guy won um, <laughs> in this movie, but, like, the good guy is so beaten down to the bad guy, come, come, uh, come on. Come on, buddy. Hey, we, I thought you could get me on that train. And being able to elevate a character and still keep the bones of the movie, um, I just found it to be really strong and I, I enjoyed 310 Yuma.
1: Yeah, no I wholeheartedly agree. That's actually my number one is nice. 310 to Yuma. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, I just really loved this movie and I'm so surprised because like I said, I did own it and I only watched it once and I thought, I kind of was like, eh, that was okay. Yeah. But watching it for this series, I just got had such an appreciation for it maybe from seeing the original and then just what they were able to do with the remake i mean they don't really go like crazy outside the box they don't change genres or anything they include a few new characters they expand on a couple characters and that was more than enough to really win me over i mean one character who was included heavily was the son, uh, William Evans, Mm -hmm. and usually I always say, if you're going to include a kid, you better make him interesting, or I'm going to hate this fucking movie, and they made him, like, so good, and, like, he wasn't, like, holding them back at all. No, no. There was... He was was pushing the movie forward in a lot of ways. And just such a great character to include, and then just adding that arc of, like, you know trying to win the sun over because the yeah. sun could have either went with russell crowe's character or christian bale's character it seemed mm-hmm. and then just you know sticking with his guns and then you know getting the sadder ending which yeah is like, damn it why did he have to die i <laughs> wanted yeah. him to live um just such great characters i they just really fleshed out the characters in this remake and i really love what they did and it's really true to the original but mm-hmm. just so much better in so many ways, and the original, like you said, is really good. Yeah. I really like what they did with the yeah. remake. The original, I I
0: really enjoy that movie. um Mostly, like I said, the the antagonist is kind of the protagonist in the movie for me. Like, uh but the the ending in the original is just very weak. Um, oh
1: yeah. Bye. both go into waving on the trailer. It's so bad. It's so cheesy, Hollywood.
0: <laughs> is, that, is that rain? At all Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> It, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad.
0: And I wasn't expecting Christian Bale's, I guess, spoilers, but if you watch some series, you know this. I wasn't expecting Christian Bale's character to die. I thought he was yeah. going to kind of make his way through. And um, like you said, the son finally getting appreciation of his father mm-hmm. through this villain who's like, hey, look, it may look like I'm more man than your father, but honestly, like he's ultimately like, go that pathway. You know, don't be like me. And um, it just worked so well. And that, that open-ended, lovely little ending where it's just like, he whistles, the horse follows the train. And, <laughs> and it's like, all right, like, I'm assuming this guy's going to get out. But you know that's not a foregone conclusion. It's, it's a really good movie. I'm, I'm glad that's your number one. Um, it didn't quite hit number one status mm-hmm. for me. Uh, just because a movie that I enjoyed, that I thought did the same thing, which was take an original story and just elevate it, elevate it to another level. Um, that was The Fly mm. for me.
1: Oh, well, that's my number two, actually. So. Oh, interesting.
0: <laughs> interesting. So we've got a crossover in terms of those films. And that's uh, that makes sense. I mean, when there's good movies, it's okay for this type of crossover. Because, yeah. I mean, it just shows you the quality of the film that we agree. But uh, the 1986 version of The Fly mm. with Jeff Goldblum is just such a good movie. Yes. Um, it is... Deeply an 80s film in a in a way that like normally when I say that I don't mean that in a good way (laughs) But like uh, it just hits this like aesthetic. uh, There's this whole theme to it like Goldblum's kind of like he's a nerd But he's kind of got this like dark edge to him almost like a sex appeal and you watch his descent from human to Fly so ultimately animal Uh, Could be really really goofy and dumb and they handle it so well the practical effects are (laughs) <laughs> practical. They look real. It's amazing. <laughs> um and they, they deal with more morality, like uh, you know, in the original movie, like Fluffy the Cat or whatever, or da- <laughs> uh Dalio or whatever, uh disappears, right? In this movie they like fuse a monkey with a
1: it's like it's disgusting.
0: <laughs> it's it's awful stuff and like Goldblum doing gymnastics in his weird warehouse. I just love the fact that um they made this character who is really um the mystery in the first film is that the scientist is like where is he? right <laughs> goldblum is heavily featured throughout the whole film so we get to watch that transformation into a fly and i think mm-hmm. by doing this weird like kafka-esque take on uh, that i just felt like they dealt with themes in a way that the original movie doesn't at all yeah. and uh it was just such a strong movie
1: no yeah, no i definitely agree with you that's why it was my number two i mean I don't even know where to start. Those practical effects. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so good. They. I don't know how many makeup jobs they had to do on Jeff Goldblum. But whatever they did worked totally because yeah. it still looks amazing today. Yeah, it does. Like better than some CGI shit they would do. I mean, when he turns into like fully in the fly at the end, <laughs> yeah. eh, not yeah, nothing right, But good. When you could still see Jeff Goldblum yeah. like under that makeup, that's when it looks really good. And yeah, just the decision to have it like let's follow the journey. Yes. Because you easily could have just said it's a man, now he's a fly, and now he's just terrorizing people as right. a fly. Right. But just to like go on that journey with him, see him slowly losing his humanity, it's just so interesting. Fly, Brundle, Brundle. Fly, uh, yeah, exactly, fly. right? And then yeah. he's videotaping himself. And <laughs> yeah. He's like vomiting. He's like, oh that's embarrassing. You know, <laughs> being goldblum as he does it. It's so good. And really uh, changing genres from like a, just a sci-fi movie to like a sci-fi horror movie. yeah yeah so it, it's just well done
0: well yeah well done I mean again like uh, the original movie has its strong points like I think the original movie plays really well in mystery right like there's this misdirection of who is a fly what like how does it work and stuff like that this movie explores that so much more and like you see the physicality of becoming a fly and it sounds goofy as hell saying it, but like yeah. watching it, it was
1: like, yeah, it was great. I mean, you think of the original fly though, how goofy is it? Just like you hear the buzzing noise and they're just like, <gasps> <gasps> you don't actually see yeah, the fly. You not see anything. And then when you see him at the end, when he's in the spider's web, it's just how It's like, oh yeah, kill that. Yeah, yeah. Kill
0: that. It's yeah. horrible. That should not exist. So breaking it down, just recap. For me, number three was the thing. Number two was Three the human. Number one was the fly.
1: And for me, 3 was Little Shop of Horrors, 2 was The Fly, and 1 was 310 to Yuma. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, that's a close race, I mean, between 310 to Yuma and The Fly, I I could definitely see why uh, 310 to Yuma won out for you, and I think, I would say, what it has to be, the difference is, the number of characters, just like in the action happening in a film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know, The Fly, I think the story is what really put it over the top and how I came to my
1: conclusion. It's just so simple, the story of The Fly. Yeah.
0: it doesn't need to be overly
1: complicated. <laughs> it's just, here's a guy starting turning to a fly. Watch him his life totally slip away from him slowly. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good, you know. And we give jo- Jeff Goldblum a lot of credit. Oh, but Gina yeah. Davis is so amazing in that movie. Yeah, yeah, without her and her reactions to just <laughs> seeing him. You know it doesn't really work because it could just come across as silly because he, right. he is Jeff Goldblum <laughs> right. turning into a fly. Right. But it's just her genuine like horror, and then now she's pregnant. It's like oh god, yeah, and, oh, yeah. wow, that yeah. nightmare sequence. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I forgot about that. But
0: yes, that is. Whew, that's a uh, that's a film. So jumping right into the top three originals. Top three
1: originals.
0: Starting again in reverse order. My number three in this scenario is. Total Recall, the 1990 Arnold Schwarzenegger film, and uh, here's the thing, I know there are better movies out there. <laughs> don't at me, right? Don't, don't say anything in the comments. I like this movie. Um, I think that part of it is actually, what actually put this on my list would be a RoboCop episode, oh. knowing the backstory of how, you know, um, was it uh, Landis or... I forget his name. Um, but knowing the backstory of how, like, the practical effects carried over from RoboCop into, like, Total Recall, um, Schwarzenegger starring in this film that somehow, like, you know, he's still doing the same thing. He's like, you know, the let awesome steam, like, that type of, like, catchphrase-y stuff. But, like, it's like a serious science fiction story. Right. That just happens to have Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> starring in it. And, um... It works. I just really like the practical effects. Mm-hmm. I like that we never quite know is this real? Is right. this the, uh, is this recall? Um, and the fact that you would think that you would be able to, uh, surpass this film in, in the, in the <laughs> remake department. And, uh, no, no, I mean, like, Total Recall just held its own ground. I, I just really liked the story of the man who's kind of like tired of, you know his existence as it is trying to do something different um going to mars you've got you got schwarzenegger you got sharon stone michael ironside's hilarious in it um i just like the film um i love the pacing and the bug-eyed arnold at the end like mm-hmm. uh it, it makes no sense but it's my number three
1: <laughs> yeah you gotta love those practical effects again even like when he's uh, dressed up as the woman, the two weeks, two yeah, weeks, two, week, two weeks, two weeks. And then, you know, it reveals itself to that it's Arnold. It's, it's not CGI. It's yeah, no. practical effects, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, it looks fantastic. And it's, it's great um, how they did it, too. Like, I like the ambiguity of it because mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it could fit either narrative. It could be just a guy who's just tired of his life and wishes that he had something special for right. him. Or he could really just be that secret agent yeah, that has memory yeah. race and now he's fucking with himself and he's the bad guy, but now he's the good guy. So yep. it, it really works well. And you're right, that was the perfect description. It's a really complicated sci-fi movie that just happens to have like all this yes. action and one-liners in it. Yeah, it's so enjoyable because of that. And
0: I, I think that's why it made my list. Because like I said, there there are, trust me, there are better films. Mm. Um, but like the, the whole thing coming together the way that it did... Um, It just made my list barely but it made my list because Arnold pulls this off like I'm like he pulls it off and you know this idea of like blue sky over Mars Uh, is it real is it fake Um, this movie did a better job than the remake of that ambiguity it did a better job of being fun and like I said you know we can get technical all day about films the reason that this made my list is because it's just a fun as hell movie and uh one that I can watch a bunch so yeah Mm -hmm. top three for me
1: and let's not forget there's no mars in the remake too yeah that's That's a problem earth in the bottom (laughs) of earth (laughs) all right so my number three original film I tried to pick films that I hadn't seen before and for my originals they actually all ended up being that Hmm. so my number three favorite original was the Manchurian Candidate um this one was surprising to me because Hmm. I didn't expect it's myself to like a frank sinatra film <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny because we're actually in uh, his buddy's apartment the huge frank sinatra the the mugshot, yeah. the famous mugshot of frank right there just looking at me as i judge him i believe he went to jail for seduction yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but um you know the story of the manchurian candidate is you know it's bigger than just frank sinatra yes. so it's just such a compelling story and raymond shaw's portrayal just yeah. the way they made him so sympathetic yeah. the way they drew out like you know, he was a cold guy. Nobody really liked him. And then, like, he has this backstory that he was in love with this girl, and then yeah. his mom just totally came in and just <laughs> kiboshed the whole situation. Yeah. Up. And a very e- evil Angela Lansbury, which we don't really get. You, you know? don't. Get a lot of- Mrs. Potts doesn't usually <laughs> yeah. come um, that hard in movies, but here she is, just being completely manipulative. And it just, you know, it was great. It was heartbreaking. And then, it, you know, it really. Pushed the limits. I thought he was really going to kill himself at the end of the movie. Yeah, I just, yeah. was just so surprised. Um, I enjoyed that ride wholeheartedly and was completely disappointed by the remake. Um, <laughs> the remake was pretty bad. <laughs> so it's just one of those movies that um, was a pleasant surprise for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that uh, that inclusion because I do really like the story of the Manchurian Candidate, uh, Frank Sinatra's Karate Aside.
1: Um, The first martial arts portrayed in a Hollywood film. Damn, so never mind. (laughs) So keep
0: that. (laughs) Frank Sinatra is the first guy throwing sidekicks. (laughs) Um, Mostly cry chops. That's that's interesting. But yeah, it's just such a, again, going back to kind of like the Total Recall, it's such a good story, right? Mm -hmm. Like this, this guy who's unliked, unloved, you know, like that comes up in his conversation. He finally finds that in his life. And for him to be this pawn, Right. and his mother's and you know in this case like as the father somewhat but like um to be a pawn in this plan um to be used by his own family by his own country and ultimately like having to reconcile the fact that like he may have caused harm to the people that he right. loved um it's a great film and uh you're right uh it's bigger than frank sinatra but frank sinatra does he carries his own. He does goodness, yeah. You know, um, I'm usually not big on Franken movies either, but uh, no, he, he was perfectly acceptable in this movie, and I, I think it was a really good movie.
1: Yeah, and can I just praise the one scene again when they're all being hypnotized, but you don't know it yet because yes. they're all just at the garden party, yes. and then the camera just pans around, just does a 360, Phenomenal. and then it, you know, it's just all these old ladies, and you're like, what the hell is that yeah. happening here? Then yeah. it goes back, and it's like, wait, now it's the settings changed, and now it's all these communists, and stuff, right, right? And so like. All done in one shot, just, you know, amazingly yeah. practical for the 60s. Yeah. I mean, that that shot is that shot is phenomenal, and I think that
0: when the remake tried to play with that, like, they, you know, it was more like flashing lights. Yeah. kind of more like in the horror imagery, in yeah. aspect is what yeah. they tried to do. But I love that subtle turn. Right, like, yeah. You're just, okay, what's up with all these old ladies? Mm-hmm. And then, boom, there it is, the, the Chinese, the Russians. And mm-hmm. it, it's a great scene. I'm glad you mentioned
1: it. And how it was different, like for the different people. Yes. uh,
0: Yes. Yeah. That part of like, your old lady is not my old lady. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So It's good. That's a great point, man. Awesome movie. Solid film. Awesome movie. Well, The Manchurian Candy didn't quite make my list, but uh, I completely agree with it making your list. It's a good movie. Um, My number two in this case was uh, Manhunter, (laughs) the 1986 uh, film
1: that's actually my number one right
0: (laughs) nice nice um you know you got william peterson uh and you've got brian cox you know william peterson's playing the the will graham character from the i guess red dragon series uh brian cox as the first hannibal lecter Mm -hmm. and i had never seen this film before this show and i I'd seen other Hannibal films, I saw Red Dragon at some point. But I was just so impressed, one with this take on Lecter, which felt to me a little more um uh, in, in a way like plausible. He's kinda of, like laid back, like he, there's this danger to him. Uh he definitely is manipulative, and Brian Cox plays that well. Um there is obviously only one true <laughs> Hannibal. Uh, the gentleman just won another Oscar <laughs> Hopkins. But uh, William Peterson was really the standout for me. Um, yeah. His vulnerability, uh, again, going back to talking about children and movies and stuff like that. His scene where he's at the grocery store and he's explaining to his son mm. his mental breakdown. He was like, "You know, well, I went away for a while. And I, I did some things, and, and you know, and like the kid taking that in. And we don't know what he did. <laughs> we know, <laughs> we know that uh, chasing this ham Electric character broke him." Right mentally somehow but we don't know how and because we have that vulnerability in these scenes it just feels so much more tense as he's going deeper and deeper into the this chase for uh, our red dragon killer and you're like is this gonna consume him and I just thought that the movie had a very good pace um, it was definitely another one of those movies that was pure it was a solid 80s oh, movie. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> it was an 80s movie. Um, like that tiger song was kind of crazy. (laughs) But uh, I I really enjoyed seeing the Hannibal Lecter story by different actors than what I was used to seeing, and I thought that Peterson's Graham really put the movie over the top for me. Mm -hmm. And Tom Dollar Hot is just... Yeah. (laughs) 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 That uh, that was dark. (laughs) That was scary. Uh, Good good movie, and I I really, that's why uh, Manhunter is my
1: number two yeah i mean it's it's a great movie like i said it's my number one um i guess i'll start with uh, dollar hide yeah whatever <laughs> like, you're like that guy is going to play a serial killer in a movie i'd be like yeah yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he is going to play a serial killer i just remember like his first scene you know he's got the stocking over his mm, eyes mm-hmm. and then he just like you know he's like showing him like all the size. do you see do you see he's you like see? oh my god this guy's <laughs> fucking creepy man um perfect casting uh but going back to it yeah it, they they show a little bit of hannibal but obviously because it's not Anthony Hopkins, so they're not going to highlight him. So right. I kind of like that he's just this background character, mm-hmm. and I do like that the focus is William Graham and just his own struggles, and then like how he has to really become the serial killer kind of to figure out how to stop them so just such a great portrayal by watching it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly i love those are my favorite (laughs) scenes like when he's just watching the tapes he's like oh you son of a bitch you couldn't help yourself you took your gloves off you son of a bitch And (laughs) I just, it's cheese like you said it's 80s cheese but oh man i I love it i don't
0: know there's there's enough of that edge (laughs) on this movie that just like it gets itself out of that 80s like you know the neon, the flashy, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's gritty. It's a gritty film.
1: Love it. It's so good. But he also has like another moment where he like has to figure out like how did he know? Um, why did he bring a like a lock cutter if there's mm. no lock there? Like, mm. how did he figure that out? And then like he's just so the wheels are just turning in his head. And then Jack Crawford's just like watching him in like amazement, like holy shit, yeah, how yeah, the fuck yeah. is he making all yeah. these goddamn connections. That and then you got the amazing soundtrack playing in the background. Yeah, I like... listened to that. On the way here. I was listening to the Misery soundtrack over here. It is such a good soundtrack. It it, it does have, you know, heartbeat, heartbeat, (laughs) listen to the heartbeat. (laughs) You know, it's got those songs, but then, you know, William Graham's theme. Yeah. which is like kind of a take on Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a good song. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed this film, and I was just so surprised because I had watched all, like, I'd watched Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, right. Red Dragon. I never watched Manhunter because yes. I was like, that's not Anthony Hopkins, so it's not a canon. Right. But wow, <laughs> this movie's amazing. It's so good. I went back and rewatched Silence of the Lambs, And I watched the whole Hannibal series, just because I wanted to see William Graham go head to head with the Tooth Fairy. Unfortunately, that part I feel like isn't as good, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, because like (laughs) they just do all this other crazy shit in that (laughs) show. Um, But still, it was just so good that I just really dove into the whole series again. Yeah, yeah. I mean that the almost like
0: the trifecta of of, uh, Graham, the Tooth Fairy, and Lecter. Just Mm -hmm. like that interplay. There's constantly a sense of danger and um one of the things that we highlighted when we watched the films was that graham's uh family was more involved yeah and it made the stakes just mm-hmm. so high so creepy and scary there's like you said the uh the stocking just everything about it freaked me out um and we mentioned on the uh, podcast a little bit of overkill i happened to watch the director's cut and really the only discernible difference that we made out was at the end uh, Graham shows up to one of the families, he saves house, and he's like, I just wanted to see you. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> <It was> Everybody <creepy. laughs> like crack this guy. <laughs> but great boom. So, you're my number two, you're number one. Yep. um And yep. my number one should be almost no surprise to anyone. My number one is The In Laws, mm. uh, the 1979 film starring Peter Falk and Alan Arkin. And let me tell you something. Uh, Peter Falk's Vince Ricardo is a hell of a lot of fun because he's just like this kind of like lovable scamp in a certain way. But Alan Arkin, sort of straight man, Sheldon Sheldon Cornpet, is just one of the best characters in film history. Mm -hmm. Um, This is another one of those movies where we're playing with this idea of like what's real and what's not, right? So like... um, Total Recall had that element. This movie really had this element. <laughs> you look at Vince Ricardo, he's just kind of like some guy. He's watching the Mets at <laughs> some diner. But he works for the CIA? I don't think so. Turns out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he works for the CIA. And his just nonchalant approach to crime fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that he brings in his future uh, in-law, I guess. Um, I don't even know what you, what you call uh, him. Yeah, When, know. Well, when the it's... parents come over. I don't know. But... Um, <laughs> But the movie has so many it, it has very believable kind of like lows mm-hmm. and very unbelievable highs that they pull off and make you believe things. Like uh one example is <laughs> they go to um Vince Ricardo's office and it's <laughs> like the JFK picture is like, hey Vince, we <laughs> <laughs> we almost got him, huh? JFK <laughs> like He's like, what? The band pigs? You <laughs> I just loved I love that fact. Um it gets a little goofy at times like the all, right. It's all yeah. right. you know that part didn't age well, but uh, what did age well was the chemistry of Alan Arkin and yeah. Peter Fall. And honestly, you could put those two in any movie in any scenario and I you know, I bet I would like it. And uh, I really just love their chemistry and that's
1: why the in laws is my number one. No, this was my number two. So i got to over here. Um like like I said, it's a movie I'd never seen before. Yeah. And for a movie to come out in nineteen seventy nine and still like be able to crack me up to that level. Serpentine. Serpentine! I mean <laughs> how good is that? <laughs> Alan Arkin for me is the reason yeah. I love this movie yeah. so much. His Pent up rage oh. <laughs> about this man he just met, yes. <laughs> who's he's trying not to flip out on because he is going to be, you know, an in law one day. And he's just like, what the fuck is it? Yeah. I just got shot at. It. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's he is so good in that movie. He sells it for me. And uh, man, I just I'd known Alan Arkin, I'd seen him before, but this is like this is yeah, this is peak Alan Arkin for me. Give, give me more roles like this because I, I just. Loved it. I was laughing, like, so much during this. Yeah, day. I could not believe how funny <laughs> it is. It still holds up today. It's amazing. It's, it's the subtle
0: things in this movie. Like, we mentioned the serpentine line, but, like, there's, there's a scene where uh, he goes okay. around the car, and he's gonna open the car door, and he's like, ah, oh, you forgot the serpentine. Yeah, 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 So he goes back out <laughs> into the line of fire, and just, like, Alan Arkin playing those roles, Alan Arkin jumping on the car. Yeah, yeah. Like, did his own s- stunt, from what I could see. You know, maybe not, but... uh. I don't know, like, he he's the star of the film because he's the most normal person in the movie. Right. Like, he's aggressively normal, but he's got, like, he mentioned that that anger streak. And, like, he loves his daughter, so he doesn't want to make this a whole thing. But uh, Vince Ricardo, he doesn't trust him. Uh, and it, throughout the movie, they start to gain more trust for each other, even though they really shouldn't. Vince Ricardo's being <laughs> completely yeah, yeah. <laughs> irresponsible the whole time. But I, I, I love everything about their chemistry. I love at the end that they both kinda agree, it's like, hey, where'd this money come
1: from?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about it. And yeah, because the humor from nineteen seventy nine carried over into twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one it it's my number one and I understand why it's your number two.
1: Yeah. I just it's just a very strong comedy that holds up today. There's not many comedies from back then I can yeah. say that are on this level. No. It's no. it's incredible.
0: It's just Solid movie and uh, I'm trying to think of scenes where it could have aged poorly, but overall, no. Like it's just honestly the hand thing. Is the yeah, only thing the I hand thing about. was pretty. Yeah, that was yeah, a little rough. Weird, but uh, whatever. They they did a whole South Park run off of that hand. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah so, so we got we, we got Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer and Lopez. Lopez. Yeah.
1: Taco favorite kisses? Taco.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, man, well Dan, I'm gonna recommend you grab a, another brewski because we're about to get into our top three worst remakes.
1: Oh boy. Top 3 Worst Remakes mm-hmm. This was probably the easiest one to come up with Actually, maybe it might have been the hardest because there's so many That we're like, mm, that one's bad, that one's bad Yeah, yeah,
0: um, I don't really recall how much carryover So we're just going to kind of run this and wherever we, uh, we overlap, we overlap yeah. So, as always going in reverse order My number 3 in terms of Top Worst Remakes is Amityville, the Amityville horror, uh, the 2005 film starring Ryan Reynolds, um, you've got Chloe Grace Moretz, Rachel Nichols, um, people I generally like, um, people I think are decent in film, um, this movie just, it just misses, it misses really hard, um, I was
1: terribly miscast.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can't <laughs> cast Ryan Reynolds as a serial killer. Just, it just yeah. doesn't work. That's true. <laughs> Even back then, no, no. Before you're right.
1: Deadpool, just, you're
0: right. Doesn't work because he he's uh, he's fun, right? Like yeah. at the beginning of the movie, he's really really fun. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I like this. I like this guy because it's Ryan Reynolds. He's got that like the great smile, handsome bastard, and uh, he just had like you said that Deadpool energy of like he can play. Serious, he can play funny. He's actually, uh, he does a little bit of that in the in laws remake. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, of this, like, he plays the role of like he knows what's going on, and he does know what's going on really well. In this movie, he does a lot of that, he doesn't know what the hell is going on throughout most of the film, but it's just rough, man. Like, um, like I said, it's a miscast because he does not read as serial killer, and it's a miscast because they make him do things that just don't. They don't feel right.
1: Yeah.
0: They don't feel right. Like uh, it's really hard. I mean, there's another movie where a dog gets killed in the movie, but like we're not supposed to be behind that character at all, right? Like in, right. Uh, Insomnia is what I'm referencing. But like in this film, I'm supposed to kind of be behind Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Because uh, by the end of the movie, it's not like he became this killer, and we're done with him. He kind of like, oh no, he was possessed. Like so, it just it felt. It just felt like the pacing was wrong. Ryan Reynolds being kind of like this devious asshole throughout most of the film and then like and then them flip-flopping on that felt wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids were okay in the movie, but like they didn't really work cuz like uh, the babysitter scene for instance. Oh yeah. Where like in the original movie there's no like sexual tension mm-hmm. with the babysitter, so like you just watch it without commentary this they made the babysitter kind of hot and sexy and she knows what's going on and then uh, it's just like it didn't it didn't work it didn't work because the kids were too young and uh, i just felt like you know really what it was was ryan reynolds having to be a dick throughout the movie made me hate the movie and mm-hmm. the, again the things that they made him do just made the movie no fun and uh right. yeah I didn't, I didn't like the movie at all
1: yeah yeah i agree ryan reynolds just horribly cast in that movie, and- yeah, I don't sympathize with his character, George, the way I did with the guy in the original because he didn't, you know, cross the line and kill mm-hmm. that dog. When he, Ryan Reynolds kills the dog, I'm going to say relatively early in the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Not on your side anymore. I don't care. And he has this really weak redemption arc yeah. as opposed to the original where he actually, like, snaps out of it. He's like, wait, I'm going to go back and he doesn't kill the dog. He actually saves the dog right. in the <laughs> right. original film. So, Big difference. Yeah, so, like, we don't even know if Ryan Reynolds is back. By the, the end of the film. Because no, he, he hasn't done anything to show that he's not going to kill everybody. But, you know, in the original, he at least saves the dog. He's mm. like, okay, I'm, I'm back to normal. Sorry about that. My eyes look weird, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, like George in the original, like, um, yes, he's a stepfather and everything like that. But, like, um, I don't know. Like, his chemistry with the wife was really, like, nice throughout the film. And when it got bad, you are like, oh, man, you know, that kind of sucks. But, like you said, he was able to snap out of it. And they, they lean more into the occult. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of the basement was like a portal to hell, basically. Which is kind of weird, but okay. Um, that was okay, but like this, the remake didn't dive into full-on, like out-there occult stuff enough. So, like, is Ryan Reynolds the dick? Right. Is it the ghost? Like, eh, it felt more him than the ghost, and that made the movie... And like you mentioned, the redemption for George, yeah. it didn't feel like there was redemption versus the original where it felt like there was. And I, I thought, um, you're making some good points, I think that that's what makes the original work is that we are still behind the guy, right. even if he's being
1: yeah. bad. He was sort of murderous, but yeah. he didn't actually kill anybody, and mm-hmm. he does you know, show that he's yeah, not. Yeah, and he still paid the caterer. <laughs> <laughs> What's my damn? <laughs> yeah all right my number three remake that i did not like is halloween mm. 2007 rob zombies halloween um i mean i'll just say while you're saying that
0: um your number three is my number one okay so that, it's fine but uh, just so you know i hate this movie too. okay
1: yeah i didn't like anything rob zombie did we have like that half hour origin story the following young mike mikey myers and uh it just didn't do anything for me it i didn't care about like why is michael myers the way he is wait so that's why he likes masks Mm -hmm. because he drew them all the time and he wears them on his walls and who gives a fuck, man it just i like the original you just some people are just born evil okay yeah let's let's go over that some people are (laughs) that's great and then like you don't even see our heroine in the remake, so like I don't know, like an hour in or something. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't even remember the actress that portrayed her. Yeah. I mean, and then like how integral is yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis in that original? Oh film? my god. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> so it's like you. I don't know this fascination with the villain. It was. It there was no payoff. Yeah. And then I know I'm gonna get out here, but like the unnecessary rape scene. Of yeah, Of these who yeah, was... already pieces of shit that I didn't yeah. like and let's make them even worse and kind of make michael myers a hero and, and make
0: it, the scene longer than it should be
1: it's just it, so many unnecessary things in that remake yeah. With, within a simple when a story that could pretty much just be like let's just make an evil dude just evil and then like yeah i'll, I'll yeah. follow that like what, what what are we doing here what are you what are we doing yeah
0: um the reason why this hit my number one is some of the stuff you're talking about which is all right like we're doing this more intricate origin story right like the family dynamic I thought was filmed well it was uncomfortable and stuff like that but it was too long it was too long like we saw that the dad was a piece of shit and he might be sexually harassing the sister and you know um all this backstory to try to make Michael Myers plausible right i guess yes I guess. <laughs> I guess like why he might be a killer but then they just fumble the ball cuz we spent 30 plus minutes in this hospital, Yeah, doing things that don't matter. Yeah, like they should have showed us the hospital gym, how they yeah. got so big. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that would have <laughs> <cool. That> <laughs> made sense. That would have been cool. <laughs> kind of like a Cape Fear type thing. See, <laughs> and that's the thing, like Cape Fear handles the exact same sequence in two minutes, mm. right? <laughs> he's got crazy tattoos and he's big. Done, <laughs> right? Like we could still do the, um, you know, I kill my family thing, but I think it just, it got bogged down because, okay, we did that and then we spent so much time in the hospital right. and it was inconsequential what happened in the hospital yeah. like um, yeah just too long and then by the time like he mentioned we get to our main actress versus, versus like a Jamie Lee Curtis who's in the movie basically most of the film um, <clears throat> we get behind her we know who she is we know why we're rooting for her, and she's subverting expectation mm-hmm. like the way that she comes back and attacks Michael Myers is not what you're expecting because everyone else it's just kind of just getting swept up in the the gore. <clears throat> By the time we meet her in this film, I'm already out. i out. Like, yeah. uh, I I think the last interesting thing that and it wasn't interesting was uh, the big Joe guy, or whatever, like the, the trucker, <laughs> which is another backstory I didn't need. Like, how <laughs> he got the, the weird um, outfit, like yeah. the mechanic's outfit. It's like, it doesn't matter. Halloween 2007 does not work because it doesn't work. Like, there's too much happening that doesn't matter. Yeah, the the mask they got the mask on the on the, the jail cell and they don't even dive into it. They're just there.
1: He just yeah. makes them. Yeah, he just makes them because he, he had the mask the whole time because he got it when he was a kid. So he was gonna get it anyway as an uh, adult. So what the fuck uh, is he making? So math? bad, so bad. And Malcolm McDowell's terrible that. He was <laughs> awful.
0: He was awful. And I like my.
1: Yeah, so I like him. him. I like him. He was yeah. real bad. He was real bad.
0: The whole thing was just bad. Like um, it was trying to do exposition where it's not needed. Exactly. The original Halloween film, very simple. Kid wearing a mask from his point of view, kills his uh his sister. That puts him in a jail, and then like they don't waste time with mm. him at the, the jail. In fact, most of the scary stuff that happens in this correctional facility are like the kind of zombie-esque guys walking around at night. And we really just see Michael Myers in action in the original film. Mm. In action. In this remake, we see him Talking to bullies, talking to his dad, talking to a nurse, talking yeah. to Danny Trejo, talking to the big whatever his name. Talking to
1: da, 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 And yeah. then three hours later almost. <laughs> it's too long, it's, too. It, you're right. It's completely inconsequential because we know he's going to be Michael Myers. <laughs> There's right. you no know, saving this guy. Like they're not we're in this right. fucking, you know... Right going to see him like, oh, I'm going to be a normal citizen now. Thanks, Doc. You saved yeah. me. It's like, no, we're waiting for you to become Michael Myers and you're just right. delaying that and making me watch this bullshit. And They even undercut themselves
0: by having him flinch in that moment in the, later in the film. Mm-hmm. It's a small moment, but you're like, end, yeah. I, I don't know, am I going to kill him? No, nope. You have created a monster. <laughs> Make him a monster. It doesn't matter if it's his sister or whatever. He's going to try to kill her and we're going to watch that. And uh, we didn't get that. It was a bad movie. Bad movie. Bad movie. Whew. So uh, that was your number two, right? That was my number three. That was your number three. <laughs> that was my number one. I just hated that movie so much.
1: Uh, should I go on to my number two? Yeah, let's hear your number two. All right. So my number two, Point Break. Okay, your number two is also my number two. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, wow. <laughs> what? It, just a terrible movie. It's not Point Break. It's not Point Break, man. Point is. Break is Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, Lovingly looking into each other's yes, eyes, yes, <laughs> like yes. these bros that they are. That's what Point Break is. I don't, I don't even understand the, the whole thing about like the li- you got to find the line, and we got to no, give no, back because no, we no. take no, that whole no, stupid no, storyline no. that was like, what? You're,
0: the as a video game fan, you understand this. This is a reskinned game. Like this yeah. had nothing to do with Point Break, mm-hmm. and they were like, well, we got all this footage of this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's- <laughs> I honestly think I would have liked the movie more if it wasn't called Point. Yeah, Bro. I think so too. I, I think it was like Extreme Bros, like or whatever, <laughs> the Extreme because, Bros. Because like I get what they were trying to do. It's like this movie that's trying to show reverence and respect to extreme athletes, mm-hmm. right? It starts with the goofy uh, dirt bike or motorcycle scene. Oh God, I forgot
1: I, about that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's so bad. Right. Mm-hmm. I was, (laughs) that scene alone is why this is on my list, because some guy we don't (laughs) give a fuck about or even know, he he just dies, and we're just like, wait, am I supposed to feel something? What is happening? It was just so comically bad how they inserted that scene. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and it's like the beginning of your movie.
0: Um, Uh, I mean, Luke Bracey and Edgar Ramirez, I'm sure they're great actors, Um, they're not... Johnny Utah they're not broken no. and you can call them that in post you can A&R whatever you want onto the film but this is not
1: point break they even did a, a next, I'm pretty sure they added an extra scene well why don't we go and call you a uh, Johnny Dakota right now is that yeah yeah or yeah like DeCotta, Johnny Utah, Utah. No, my bad. Yeah. yeah they even had now you're gonna be known as Johnny Utah okay I guess yeah. like that wasn't even his name so that's a clear indication that yes this was not a point break movie not at all <laughs> the
0: uh the scene where they have him training at the fbi that's clearly a reshoot that's clearly to try to make this cohesive there are scenes where he's talking to the uh, detective overseas and he's like so just so we're clear you're going after <laughs> Brody or bodie right it was like yeah i'm going after bodie so like it,
1: boy um because the movie is not of, it's, not a remake. it's not a remake it's not a remake it's it's, it's a hollywood studio going well nobody's going to fucking watch this yes. let's just call it point break and do some reshoots mm-hmm. that that'll make money and then just that you know that studio fucking <sighs> people th- you know studios just think people are
0: that fucking dumb yeah they they, were, they think we're stupid yeah. and uh we're not stupid um that was not point break <laughs> point break is its own thing and like it's uh you know it can be polarizing, I think, because uh, there, are, there are very strong elements to the point break that I really like. There's some things that don't make any goddamn sense. Um, but kind of like Total Recall, there's this fun yeah factor, yes. right? Like the star power, the Swayze-Reeves connection. Uh, it doesn't matter what they're doing, those two are in the movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's 90s Keanu, Mm -hmm. what more could you ask for? This almost made my top three originals, but because I had seen it, I decided to go a different route. But, yeah, I mean, especially compared to that source material. Right. I believe Catherine Bigelow was the director. I believe so. So Catherine Bigelow's film was just... So good! Like yeah. I was surprised how good it was. Like I said before, it was a movie I rented when I was a kid because it's like okay, it looks like an action movie, and I liked it because it had boobs in it. So mm-hmm. it was like that, sure. but, like the action sure. was just like really good. I know, like that one chase scene where like oh he's just God. chasing it through like houses and like just going everywhere. Well, when they shoot, flee. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Or Anthony Kiedis.
0: Right. Sorry, you. yeah. <laughs> When they shoot anthony Kiedis, i'm like yeah we we'll keep all that well in. technically he shoots
1: his own foot <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs>
0: but no like that action scene is good i would say my biggest beef with uh point break uh the original is that that third act gets a it's a little it's a little loose um Lori petty we got her you know we're mm-hmm. holding her hostage like that part's a little shaky um honestly even the whole plot oh, i'm an fbi agent. that that's. The whole thing's shaky, but it, it's held together through pure charisma and uh, be- beach football. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> thumbs up. And uh, fucking Busey, I-, I got you. a up? <laughs> oh man, I forgot about Busey. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, man, but yeah. Uh, see, we're speaking fondly about the um, the original. I have no fond words to remake. I don't, I don't even know. remember what happened to be honest. Like, no. and climb the. They did a chase scene that was like free solo climbing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> While that guy's climbing, drive around and just like fucking like what? I- I'm gonna climb Yosemite so I can like catch this guy. You're both of you gonna be really tired, and whoever gets up first just kick the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Movie over. Mm-hmm. I just rewrote the entire Point Break.
1: It was really bad. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a bad remake. I mean, I'll give it this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those action sequences were practical. Yeah, you they know, were. They when were. they did the the jump, was it the glider jumping Yeah, or with the, uh, the, the flying suit. Suits? suits, yeah.
0: <clears throat> no, the, the action sequences were really good. The problem was trying to... That doesn't make a movie, though. No, right? it doesn't. And trying to, like, shoehorn in the point-break plot to, like, yeah. some decent, you know, interpretations of action or extreme sports. Right. Extreme athletes, that was a big... Take like clearly, this is a movie about extreme athletes that got reskinned, you know. It didn't work,
1: nope,
0: not at all. Mm-hmm. For me, like, we hit Amityville, we hit Point Break, and Halloween. That, I mean, those are my three. I think oh. you
1: got one left. Yeah, I got one more. The number one, my number one, I'm surprised you didn't have this on your list. The movie that I did not like, and I don't think she exists, is The Producers mm-hmm. Remake. Now, technically, again, like Little Shop of Horrors, not its own thing based on the Broadway play and I'm just gonna preface it by saying this, I'm sure it's enjoyable if you're watching it live, this long ass thing, but to expand it and put it into a movie and then just to add these horrible jokes and songs and things that really don't make sense to me, it was, I was rolling my eyes a lot and I really just didn't like the movie at all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Plays are plays, mm-hmm. movies
0: are movies. Musicals can be movies. They
1: can, like little shop of Horrors.
0: Yeah. It works perfectly fine as a film. Yeah. Producer's remake did not. No. It's they stuck too close to the source material in terms of the musical, not the right. yeah, original yeah. movie. Um, but didn't movie it up enough to mm-hmm. like make it work, right? Like uh I think there probably could have been more coherent and cohesive scenes between the songs yeah um they just leaned into we have these songs I, I honestly i think they were just like we paid for it so we might <laughs> <as> well, like, <laughs> yeah we might as well use it but like it just it, it dragged and it, it didn't work
1: i'd like the original <laughs> yeah i like the gene wilder it was mm-hmm. one of my favorites he really uh, right. he's so good and i just ah i was just dreading <laughs> that remake. <remission. laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, something about Matthew Broderick just, it didn't work for no, me. I mean, I'm sure he's fine in, like, if you see it on Broadway, but I don't know, it just, it didn't work for me. Even Nathan Lane, like, yeah, it was. I'd say he's a step up from Matthew Broderick, but Zero mustel it's just his... Oh, that floppy hair. Yeah, he's <laughs> just such a, a dirty-looking yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can believe that guy's banging old little yeah. he's just to get money. Nah, it, like,
0: it's, it's like well, I said, Zero Mostel, I... I really only know him from that film, but, like, from the opening scene where you see him, you're like, okay, this guy's got something going on. And uh, Gene Wilder Gene Wilder. I mean, he's, he's he's brilliant, you know, in pretty much anything he does. Um, yeah, this remake misses the mark on a lot of points. One, the chemistry between Zero and Gene Wilder was better. Uh, Broderick, you're right, they play him up a little too much of, like, the kind of hapless idiot you know um, Uma Thurman is phenomenal. Uh, looks important, but like they don't do much with her. And you know the songs just aren't good. They're too long. and They're not that
1: good. Um, you know, just the uh, like too many gay jokes. Make it gay is that like just don't don't. You know, I, I'm I'm okay with like some gay jokes here and there. Mm-hmm. But like they just that, like that's the whole joke. It's like he's gay, and we're just gonna string it out for another right. twelve minutes. Right. Now. It's like well, you need to build on that like you can make that funny like i I keep bringing up like a gay hitler like you can make a gay nazi like they did in jojo rabbit they made some gay nazis those guys are funny i Um, did
0: finally see jojo rabbit it's good that's really good Mm -hmm. Uh, that's one of my favorite
1: movies (laughs) Uh, but uh yeah so like i'm not against like making a gay joke here or there but like that the whole thing is like he's gay get it huh huh Yeah. It's like, all right, do something else with it, you know? Because right. like, we're on it for, like, so fucking long. Right. And the whole right. thing is just that he's gay. It's like, all right. I
0: even, like, Will Ferrell, who's actually one of the strong points in the movie,
1: it's like, you know, he did
0: the same song basically twice. I know they're different songs, but it's the same goddamn thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they just, uh, it was too long. Um, the, the kind of, like, the turn where they're mad at each other is too short and inconsequential. It, you know, the original movie... Kind of got it done. Like yeah, there was, <laughs> it wasn't much else to explore. I could, like you mentioned, I could see it on Broadway, and wanting to see the producers on Broadway. Right. right. I couldn't. No. Watch this in theaters.
1: No. I don't think so. Yeah, hey, you're right. That ending was rushed. It just kind of came out of nowhere. There was the riff between the I'm two back. guys, and I'm then he just came back coming. for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there were songs cut yeah. from the show. Um, kind of important to the plot though. <laughs> yeah. Because it just felt shoehorned in at the end. Or just wrapped up too quickly yeah if, for me anyway. if,
0: if you uh there's a reason why plays have intermissions right like we can yeah. we can reset go get some you know popcorn go get some wine beer or whatever and come back right like um this movie needs a reset but because that's not how movies work um, no nah, doesn't work i i agree with you that's a it's a really bad film no, um just didn't quite make my list
1: <laughs> stick with the original i mean yeah yeah. That, that's the only springtime for Hitler. Like, springtime. It's cool. such a catchy song. <laughs> Honestly, they did, they did it bigger in the original. That's kind of crazy. I feel like, it, again, um, we said this in the review, but by having so many musicals, when you finally get to the actual musical in the film, it just feels so underserved because all the other musicals have been so big. Yeah. And that one just felt so much smaller. I agree. But like, you're thinking. These two idiots are trying to make this flop, so they're going to make something terrible. They actually made something pretty, yeah. like flashy and showy, with like tight choreography it was, it was and catchy cool. songs. So, um, again, just the strength of the original over the yeah. remake.
0: I will say this pre uh, after we watched that, it, said that she did have "Springtime for
1: Hitler" in her iPod back in the day. <laughs> so. It is that catchy. It's catchy song. Catchy song. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's a good thing it's written by Mel Brooks too, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's okay. It's not, it's not written by like pro-Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, moving
0: forward, I mean, those those are the three. Uh, top three worst originals. Top
1: three worst originals. Okay, um, now this one was
0: a little bit harder. This was very difficult for Yeah. Me.
1: I mean, because obviously these films, somebody enjoyed them enough that we felt we needed a remake or mm-hmm. more of them. So. It's kind of just, um, I guess, the films that, that we didn't enjoy, right. I guess, particularly. Right. And
0: I, I will say this with a caveat that, like, it's not that I necessarily didn't enjoy these films, it's just they weren't the strongest. Um, some of them I didn't enjoy. Um, and our list is so full of good movies, not necessarily good remakes, but good originals, that this was very difficult, mm-hmm. but um, I took a crack at it. All right. So, what you got? So, my first top three worst originals i feel bad saying it but uh the 1960s little shop of horrors um which is actually not that (laughs) bad of of a movie but it's um it's dated right um the plot is pretty thin um you know in terms of jonathan hayes playing seymour uh krelborn uh jackie joseph playing audrey like You've got this kind of hapless guy that works at this uh, flower shop. Events happen, and you know he eventually, like he, I don't know, he cr- he gets this plant that's uh, the best plant he's ever seen. Like it's a it's a pretty consequential. People give a shit about this plant. Uh, he gives a shit about Audrey, and throughout the movie, we just kind of play in that space a little bit. Um, there's not a lot of room to go like when they do go out in the town and like he has to like get people for Audrey the yeah. plant to eat it's a little goofy mm-hmm. um, the yeah. way it's done I really don't have a lot negative to say about it but like I just felt that um the remake is so strong yeah that um, and I know that made your list right um that the remake is one of those things where like hey should I watch the original or the remake well, in this case, watch the remake. So that's why Little Shop of Horrors hits my list. I don't want to dump dunk, dunk on it too bad because it's not a, a very bad movie, but it's a it's a 1960s film right. that just you know it does what it does. But uh, I think a modern audience probably won't appreciate right. it. So it's on my list.
1: Yeah, I could see, especially compared to the remake. making a list because it is kind of boring Mm -hmm. uh we talked about this it's kind of more like a play again it's one of those things that might be more interesting just to see people perform than actually see it as a movie because it just it just feels like that when watching it you just uh, something really cinematic about this Mm -hmm. i'm just watching a bunch of people kind of talk but I will say a couple things in defense of it. Sure. Uh, Mr. Mushnick. Mushnick I think is, is hilarious good. in that movie. When After you see Seymour kill his first body, he's, just like, he's like, he's like, I need some drinks. <laughs> just give yeah. me some yeah. drinks. So, um, <laughs> I, I do like mr mushnik mm-hmm. i do not like seymour in the original yeah seymour's, seymour's he was rough. a terrible character he's just rough. like overly annoying and i didn't no, sympathize with him the at all, guy feels all that. yeah yeah. I, yeah I didn't really care for him and i didn't understand why audrey and you know, audrey's kind of dumb too yeah because like, i don't understand why you're like into him like i thought it was funny though to see Seymour have cheerleaders mm-hmm. uh, because that was fun the plan. you know so there's some fun to be had but i could see like a modern audience being yeah. pretty bored yeah by it.
0: It, yeah, I think pacing-wise, because, like, um, like I mentioned, when he goes out to get more food for Audrey the plant, mm-hmm. they do the same thing, like, two or three times in the movie. Yeah. Um, it's not great. Uh, like, I think someone literally, like, gets a
1: rock thrown on, dropped on their head. Yeah. I mean, and then remember the weird scene with, like, the prostitute? Yeah. It was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. an age
0: <laughs> Yeah. I will say that the, the ending is... uh dark and horrific yes so I'll, yeah i'll give them that <laughs>
1: yes going to fight the plant and then becoming one of the <laughs> yeah. little plants yourself wow mm-hmm. dark turn movie dark turn <laughs> but um again like um
0: like we said this is going to be a difficult one for for both of us but yeah. uh I, if i had to choose uh little Shop of horrors the 1960 film is in my top three worst originals uh, again big grain of salt
1: Alright, so we'll go to my number three again. Just reiterate, this was hard to make this list. So I'm mostly just going off of movies I didn't really enjoy. And all these movies I hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. again. Um, a lot of people might like this movie, but I did not enjoy it while I was watching it. And my number three of originals I did not like is Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> uh oh. I did not like this movie at all. I don't know. Like I heard so many good things about it. Yeah. And like people love Conan, they love Schwarzenegger in it, but like. I was just watching it and I was like, looking for something to hold on to. to like, 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 let me, I, I couldn't find anything. It's, yeah, such, yeah. it's such a bad movie. I don't know, it's like, I, I just didn't get it. Like the action was okay, I guess, but like the story and just didn't make any sense to me at all. And I know I shouldn't be looking for a good story right. going to the barbarian, but like, I don't know, I guess just because it is, Kind of regarded as a classic in a lot of people's eyes. so I was like, my expectations were a little bit on the higher sure, side, sure. and it was just <laughs> not met at all. I, and I don't know. I just, I, I, I was really bored watching it, and it's just sure. like people like this movie. I was, I, I, it just didn't connect with me, unfortunately.
0: I think it's a, I think it's a nostalgia factor. I think that um, some people just have a high regard for it. Honestly, same thing as uh, we were saying with Total Recall. Schwarzenegger is able to take subject matter that you may not care about and make it work for you because it's Schwarzenegger. Um, But I I get what you're saying because this movie does not have a coherent scene to scene sort of um, arc, right? Like It's just like, this thing happened, then this thing happened, then this Mm -hmm. thing happened. And like you said, some of those things are actually really fucking boring. Um, (laughs) um, You know, some of those things are outlandish. Like... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he will get captured and enslaved, turn the uh the salt wheel or the sand wheel for a while. And it was like, hey, you wanna bang these chicks? he's like, yeah, sure. Let's, <laughs> <start.">
1: <laughs> let's put him out to stud. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, right, you bang a witch, ah, oh, she's still the, the bang. She- <laughs> <laughs> um I do like some elements of it. I like when um the chemistry between his friends, like the the woman that's the Valkyrie and his uh kind of like Archer friend like that worked okay. The scene where he's like Dying on the, the, the tree of woe. It, it, dated. <laughs> dated. But, like, uh, it, it's interesting enough. But, uh, yeah, I think you really have to give a shit about Arnold Schwarzenegger being big and swinging a sword <laughs> for this to work. And um, I like the movie, but I, I get where you're coming from. It's not actually, like, a cohesive, yeah, coherent movie. It's just kind of like, it's an experience. Let's put it that
1: way. It is. Maybe if I watch it again, but I just watching it i was just really bored yeah. and i i just kept checking the time so just not for me yeah i, one yeah. I like a dumb action movie uh, every now and then but for some reason i just can't connect with conan
0: yeah Sorry. yeah and i think um what really puts this film over the top is um more of like the character design costumes yeah things like that um the scope of it like it does feel big and fantasy but like um, I think you have to have an appreciation for the Conan story to even want to be on this trip. So Yeah, I guess um, so. Nah. But even that, like, if you're really a Conan, like the book series fan, then you hate this movie too. Because like, <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything, to be honest. I get that. I get that. Um, this next one for me, I don't think uh, we're going to agree. But my number two... Was the Amityville Horror?
1: I don't agree. Uh, he does not agree. Uh, the
0: 1979 film. I'm okay with the movie, right? I think this again comes down to personal pre- preference. I'm not a big horror movie guy. Um, I thought that this movie was uh, was definitely serviceable. I liked I liked uh, James Brolin's uh, George Lutz. I liked Margot Kidder in the movie. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot of things about like the actors themselves, but I found the subject matter kind of you know for me kind of boring um the the push pull with like the catholic church was like not as epic of a uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, a standoff as you would expect really like the priest is kind of there and he's kind of gone um well he gets fucked around well, yeah, well, he does.
1: <laughs> i'm just blind for some reason mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening to me all the
0: guy wanted to do was help out. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's it's the little things in this movie and, and you know, someone moving into a house, it kind of sucks, whatever. They just eventually kind of just move out,
1: right? Yeah, the ending is weak, <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: you know. But, like, the in-between is not, not terrible, but uh, just, it didn't keep me engaged enough. And, I mean, like, some of, again, the highlights of the action are, where's my damn wallet? <laughs> you know? and, like, because that happens um I, you know i just again really when it comes out to i don't like horror films and this one didn't do enough to make me say i like this horror film so uh you know i'm uh we're splitting hairs when it comes to the top three worst originals and that's why i put this on my
1: list that's fair enough i mean if you don't like horror movies <laughs> i'm not gonna do anything yeah. fancy here uh i will say just i really like james brolin and Margot kidder i think their chemistry I in that movie phenomenal. Is, honestly why I'm on board with that movie just because I am I do like Margot Kidder and what she does and then just to see James Brolin kind of like turning against her I am just like I'm genuinely worried about her and the way I'm not worried about her or her character in the remake Right. Right. so just their portrayals I think are pretty strong yes they are so that's yeah. why I enjoy the ride yeah so I'll, I'll say this that
0: uh, I 100% agree with you that the characters are strong it really is a subject matter for me and um, again like I said uh, at like Margot Kidder's brother's or sister's wedding like mm. he, he loses the wallet like they, you know I'm like that's that's one of the high <laughs> points of uh, in terms of action in the film so it's like uh, because of that um, it does I do deduct points but like their portrayal, I 100% agree with you Margot Kidder and James Brolin are phenomenal in this movie um, still worth a watch even if I don't like it mm-hmm. if you like horror films check it out
1: Yeah, definitely better than the remake Okay, I'll go with my number two, and we might have a crossover here. Uh, number two original, I didn't care for. Again, another movie that I keep hearing, or I kept hearing was a classic. I had never seen this movie before, but finally watching it for this series, I was bored out of my mind, and that is Red Dawn.
0: Yeah, so uh, there is crossover. Red Dawn is my number one, in terms of worse, um, ori- worse originals, yep. so yeah, let's hear it, man. Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> to just... Start like the movie, and then like six minutes in, like that's they're already invading, and then it's like, well, I don't even know who these characters are. Uh, Why am I rooting for them? I guess I'm rooting for them because they're just being invaded. Um, So I'll I'll just randomly root for them. Like, I couldn't describe uh, one characteristic or trait of any of the characters uh, in that are our heroes in the movie, except that they're fighters. That's it, and they're young kids, Mm -hmm. and then randomly, they're Wolverines wolverines right now i'm sorry the wolverines (laughs) but for some reason they're the only ones resisting the whole time right so it's like well when you free these people who are like about to get killed or prisoners what happens do they just trickle back into society like why are we just Sticking with kids being with the army, like I get it, like maybe that's the whole concept. Like let's just have this kid army, but well, then don't have them constantly freeing prisoners. Yeah. Maybe just have them taking out soldiers the whole time that are like, I don't know, just patrolling or something. I don't know. It just felt really weak to me. I didn't understand any of the characters. Again, just going back to characters. Characters, characters, characters. Yep. I didn't connect with any of the characters. And then like one of the kids just randomly gets shot. Because like he might have done something that we never actually saw on screen and then there's like no consequences for just right. shooting like your companion in the movie and it just was boring and I didn't like it. Sorry, I love Swayze in Point Break, did not like him here.
0: Yeah. See I went into this thinking I liked the film. Like I suggested Red Dawn. <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, Red Dawn, they go in, they they shoot. But then it's like they shoot. And then they shoot, <laughs> and every scene is just
1: da, da, da. Wolverines! Yeah, seriously, it's your these kids who have no training in firearms <laughs> defeating these soldiers who've been doing it for years. Yeah, and they're coming out unscathed, yeah. and they're all surviving. It, it's insane. Not to get too deep into it,
0: I think that it's pretty much just like a xenophobic movie about like people that are way too into American patriotism who have this like ridiculous idea of like. What Cuban people are? What Chinese like? You know, these are the commies, right? So, like, I get it. For 1984, it makes a lot of sense. Um, we're in the middle of a Cold War, um, and this is this is pro-U.S. military propaganda, but not really because it's trying to convince your every man or every kid that like even you could take a rocket launcher to the Russians. And, <laughs> and um, it makes no sense on any geopolitical level. It makes no sense on any military strategy level. It, the characters have no real art. They just, like no. you mentioned, they just go out there and they start killing Russians. Um, and you're right. Like, because it's a movie that spends a lot of time with liberating people from this oppressive force, and then what do they do? You're telling me it's the same four or five kids this for six months? When you have a whole group of people that, like, uh, Jed's father, uh, Swayze's father in the movie, that's like, you boys, you get out there. You don't cry. Enough. Oh yeah! <laughs> and it's like, don't you think if you freed people that thought like that, that they would fight with you? <laughs> and um, the remake, uh, weirdly enough, which isn't a great movie either, but like the remake, um, at least plays with that idea of like, as we liberate people, our forces grow. And this movie does doesn't happen. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and then there was also like a weird thing with the the one colonel uh tanner yeah, they, yeah, like, yeah it was like a love thing yeah, going between yeah. him and like leah thompson it's like well you're clearly in your mid to late 30s mm-hmm. and she's like a teenager this is creepy so, didn't work and it was like so unnecessary just to have that at all so just just hating on the movie more. yeah, it's, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no I, like i said um this was a movie that I suggested after watching it I realized that this was uh, this is just not a good film on any level. Like the beginning is just screen crawl and it's nonsense, you know. Uh, America fell and the Cubans and the Venezuelans and, and like it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, Swayze is pretty handcuffed in this one, right? Like it's just the role is hey, man got to get tough <laughs> and uh, was it uh, Charlie Sheen? Uh, it just it doesn't work. The movie doesn't work, and it's it's a bad movie. So, uh, uh, you're, I believe you said number two. That's my number one.
1: It's I, I hated that movie. now um, no, there's a movie I hated more than that, Reggie. Mm. And the movie I hated the most, Casino
0: Royale. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's actually crazy. I didn't put this on my yeah, list. Yeah, it it's
1: pretty crazy. Be yeah, because it
0: should be on my list. Because we both
1: hated this movie when we had to see it. You know, technically not the source material for the Casino Royale starring Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. but still we have the same characters somewhat and just a clusterfuck of a movie that should not exist. No, and no. I can't believe it was released and, you know, not for nothing, but there's some serious star power in that yeah, movie. So you got Orson Welles, Ursula Andrus, Woody Allen, who should be in jail, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, you know, and just to not make it work at all and just to make it into this stupid spoof movie which isn't really a spoof movie because you're not really spoofing anything you're just doing the spy thing poorly is that your idea of a spoof yeah so like if you look at something like
0: austin powers right like that's a good spoof movie because like james bond ran it's course more or less like we brought it back with daniel craig and everything like that but like at a certain point it did become ridiculous yeah in 1967, when this movie came out, it wasn't ridiculous yet. This was still the height of the, the genre. I mean, I think, like, Dr. No had just come out. So, or from Russia with Love. So, like, it makes zero sense to spoof the most popular thing in film at the time, you know, in terms of, like, the... and Especially in terms of the spy thriller. Um, in retrospect, I realized that I hate horror movies so much that I didn't put this on my list. Um, this is a objectively bad bad movie um, you know if I could revise my list I won't but if I could yeah this would be at the top of it because no scene in this movie is connected to any other scene exactly. in
1: this is not cohesive at all and that's what we said when we reviewed it it's just it feels like I don't know five between five and seven short little things that aren't connected at all. And yeah. you are just trying to play catch up figuring out why are we here now? Mm-hmm. And by the time you figure that out, we're to the next scene and you're mm-hmm. playing that game again. Yep. Why are we here now? Yep. It's it's awful. And you know, they had <laughs> problems with the cast. So they yeah. had to shoot things differently. And they couldn't even do their original vision, which Oh my god, I can't even imagine if they mm-hmm. were able to do that What, what awful thing we would have had to see then but Jeez. like, it was an awful movie. And I can't believe they actually got like the rights to Casino Royale. It's pretty impressive, I guess. In that right, if you want to see a complete disaster of a Bond movie, by all means. If you want to ever see a movie with a female Bond, I guess yeah, yeah. sure. Which you know, if you want a parody, there it is right there. Just have the female do it, and then just have her kind of like going out there to like random men and just banging them and just abandoning them. Yeah, like does,
0: like this. This is quite literally like. A cartoonist film in the sense that like people blow up and they have angel wings and harps. Yeah. I mean that, that yeah, says it it like, right That's there. literally the this ending is, of the movie. This is the tone of sometimes of this film. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Or you could be in a house with a bunch of sixteen year olds and like uh, you're trying to bang like the, right, whole, right, the right. whole thing. <laughs> it it's, surprised Woody Allen wasn't in that. Scene. Man, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Timmy <laughs> Bond. Um no, it's there are hints of a movie in this movie, but they are few and far
1: between. Right. It was just so confusing to watch and irritating at the same time, yeah. just because right. I didn't understand and it made me feel dumb, even though the movie was dumb, because I was yeah. like, wait, am I supposed to be able to follow No, this? No, no, the movie was dumb. <laughs> it's the movie, it's not me. It, it's a, it's a god awful movie. Don't watch it. Yeah. There's nothing it's in nothing there. there to like, oh yeah, you got to see just in this one scene, it's no, like, no. It's, it's not no, unless right. you
0: want to watch a train wreck, you know. Um, if you want to watch a train wreck, watch the 1967 uh, Casino Royale. But what's interesting about that is that the reboot of the franchise is off the strength of Casino Royale. Like after James Bond did, you know, the Sean Connery years, the, uh, the Lazenby, like, <laughs> um, all, you know, um, Brosnan. Brosnan, all that stuff. See, you're a Brosnan James Bond guy. I'm a yeah. Connery James Bond guy. I don't know. Like, when Craig reintroduced the series, Casino Royale was actually was the perfect story because it's, um, you know, it's Bond's first mission. And it's, like, really... It's actually a really strong story. And this movie... W- movie... um, was just so bad at telling it. And, and yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, agree. Though it's not on my list, it really should have been. And, uh, yeah... The 1967 James Bond Casino Royale thing was is, is probably the worst movie we've watched.
1: Yes. Easily. 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 Because It's not a movie. It's just a mm. bunch of scenes shot together. V- Vignettes. Vignettes. Yeah. It's like, here's something. That's a movie. No, it's not. Don't try yeah. to do that.
0: Yeah. But because I'm such a bitch and I don't like scary movies, like, <laughs>
1: I got a scary movie on my list. So,
0: okay. That's a... Um,
1: whew. Those so are our lists. We still have one more one category, last category, though. Our last category is... Um, I don't know how we want to phrase this. So, we've
0: talked about the best originals, the best remakes, the worst originals, and the worst remakes. I think that it is important to have um, a category of what combination did it the best, right? right. The best retro versus remake combo. Like, mm-hmm. what two films as a unit were the best
1: best retro everywhere
0: and um we didn't talk about this at all beforehand so mm-hmm. I, I hope I'm not stepping on on your uh, your list but for me I would say the best in tandem combination for me was uh infernal affairs in the department that was not my
1: choice okay, <laughs> okay.
0: um now, these are newer films, so I think I'm probably a little biased in that sense that both films are pretty modern and uh, work really well independently. Um, in Infernal Affairs, the way that they tell the story mm-hmm. of Infernal Affairs right. is a lot cleaner than yes. The Departed. Yes, yes. Um, but The Departed is such a... Myriad, like, character driven right. storyline. We get to see some very phenomenal acting from a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. And I think that because Infernal Affairs is just a strong, strong movie, mm-hmm. um, you know, it falls in the category of foreign films. But uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch Infernal Affairs mm-hmm. because it's that strong of a movie. Uh, if you like The Departed, You definitely like this movie, (laughs) because... But, like, the the part of... Nicholson, you know, Wahlberg, DiCaprio, because you... uh, Baldwin. Baldwin, 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 man, like... Patriot Act, Patriot Act. There are better remakes that I like. There are better Mm -hmm. originals that I like. But in tandem, I think that if I had to say... The heart of what I think this series is is watching two good movies mm-hmm. that happen to be about the same thing, and uh, for me, Infernal Affairs and The Departed capture that really well. Um, like I said, there there are original movies I like more, there are remakes I like more, but this combination was just so solid uh, they they made my list. It, it's close,
1: it's a squeaker, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's my list. I think it's a good choice I think Infernal Affairs has the better story yes just because how tight it is and I think Departed has the better character correct hands down because yeah like you said just Jack Nicholson DiCaprio <laughs> I just love Alec Baldwin even Matt Damon even Matt Damon, <laughs> Damon is good at that you know Super <laughs> Bloom with Prince on it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt Damon yeah um there's just I can quote that movie like right. <laughs> forever and I, I mean, really love period? it <laughs> Two weeks, with week pay. <laughs> I, I still say that. There's guys you okay. can hit, there's guys you can't hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh fucking what? <laughs> you know, see, now we're just going to keep going. Um, but yeah, I, the original is still like really good, too. Mm-hmm. And then the mm-hmm. fact that it's a trilogy, and I still have to see the second. Yeah, yeah I do have I to watch I more of really, really the Inferno Affairs trilogy. Yeah. and. Uh, they're both really good. I just, it didn't make my list because they are still very similar. Yes, they are. It's it's pretty much, it, I mean, Retro versus Remake. It's the same movie, pretty much. We just, mm. it's just a more interesting character study, I think, in the Super in version. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but still a very solid original, very enjoyable, and, you know, there's definitely some things I like better in the original, and there's a lot of things I like better in the remake. So, two very solid films, and yeah. I can see why, you know, you would choose that.
0: Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, like, I would like to highlight some of, like, over time when you watch a movie, like Little Shop of Horrors, for instance, you're watching something from the 60s, and you're watching something from, like, the 80s, 90s, right. or something like that. Like, that is interesting to see that mm-hmm. diversion, but for me... Both these movies are so damn strong. They're not the best individual movies, Um, but in tandem, uh, that translation from the Chinese film to this American, just, just, let's throw everybody into the mix. Uh, I I think a lot of people I know, like you mentioned, quote The Departed constantly, and if you have, go watch Infernal Affairs, it might actually be the stronger movie. Oh,
1: yeah. um, I, th- I think it is actually. I, I think I think so. Just because it's tighter, it just there's, the I story le- makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, I had less questions watching *Infernal Affairs* than I did *Departed*.
0: So this is mostly just saying go watch *Infernal Affairs* because uh, it's a movie that deserves more respect than uh, um, I think your average American consumer has um
1: has given. It. Mm-hmm. Well said. My choice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I think I'm going to shock people here with my choice. Um, I tried to pick a movie where the original was really solid and then Mm -hmm. I thought the remake was pretty solid and then you could could kind of just watch one without watching the other or you could watch both and enjoy both because it doesn't really like, you know, affect how you're going to feel about one or the other and my remake also like departed enough Parted, okay. Enough from the original source material, which kind of merits uh, a viewing of it, just because it is they did enough changes and it is different enough. Oh, I'll say this also too. You know, it's not my not my favorite movies, sure. um, but I think they're just together and what they did with both of these films. I think they're interesting enough. And my choice for best combo mm. is actually Mulan. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Shit. Um, wow. I just it's they're just so different from each other mm-hmm. and they both you know it's you got the heart of the story is just this girl just rising above like what she's supposed to be in life and just ultimately leading the people to like to victory against um an outside threat wow. and then the way they did it in the remake um i really liked yeah, yeah <laughs> well, they so. did and you know we've done episodes on cartoon movies having real, real life action remakes and I hated one hundred and one Wong Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah, did. Um, I did not hate Mulan. I actually really liked what they did in the remake. I know there's a lot of controversy sure. about it necessarily how they did it, but I still thought it was a really solid film and, you know, they got rid of some of the the songs and I wasn't really like a Mulan guy growing up. Mm-hmm. I'd seen it mm-hmm. a handful of times and, you know, it wasn't... In my disney rotation i guess like i'd seen it but it wasn't one of my favorites but i still really like the original mulan and there's some good stuff there and some stuff didn't necessarily age well and then i do like what they did in the remake they introduced some new characters they upped the action a lot (laughs) it's a significantly longer movie but i was okay with that because the action was just so good like i like that dynasty warriors Mm -hmm. action one person taking on 100 soldiers yes i'm all about that and just visually speaking they're both gorgeous movies to look at
0: right (laughs) they they really are i think that um what's interesting about both our film choices here are we're kind of taking two fairly modern stories or interpretations and again obviously fairly modern remakes if that's the case and i think you're right like um what makes the mulan story work for me right like in the original film there is this element of uh, of musical, right? There's some songs yeah. in there, yeah. things like that. But like, it's a very classic story of like um, subverting expectation, pushing back against norms, pushing back against tradition, right. while still embracing tradition. Yeah. And I and I think the remake does a really good job of. Yes, I do want to forge on my own to like help my family. But she cares a lot about what was it loyalty, honor, right. you know, truth. truth. Yeah. And, like, truth, she struggles with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think that, like, this remake found its own footing. Yeah. And I think that when a movie can figure itself out, right? Like, um, for instance, like a movie like Insomnia, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. sure, that works to an extent, but, like, you lose something in translation, right? So, like, there's this darker element to that movie, and when you see the remake, it's like, all right, all right whatever. Um, this movie, it's okay to lose things in translation because you're telling your own story. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, ultimately it is a movie about foul Mulan, but they go about it two different ways. And I think what I love about the remake is that you have this sort of witch character they introduce. Right, that, like, yes. Kind of like we were talking about 310 Yuma, like, you could go this way, you Mm can go that way. Um, That character really adds an element of, like, I've been wronged by society, and this is the pathway I chose. Mulan chose to go a different way, and I think because of her loyalty to tradition and family. So it's a beautiful film, really well shot. The action's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, The ending sequence left something to be desired, but... Overall, I thought the Mulan remake was a really good movie. And again, like we said, controversies, mm-hmm. but taking that out of it and just looking at the art, um, uh, an interesting choice. I did not think you no. would say that today, and, um, <laughs> but I do agree with you that uh, the original film is really strong and funny and mm-hmm. and gets the job done. But like the remake took it up another level, and like in combination, yeah, they're two really they're probably two of the strongest films we've watched.
1: Yeah, I mean. I guess you could say the animated one's a lot more kid-friendly because yes. you got the talking dragons and, you know, Story. talking figures. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's it's more kiddie. It's still, like, it's heavily fantasy, obviously. And then the remake, not necessarily, like, In reality, Mm -hmm. but it's it's a little more grounded in reality because we don't have like talking animals. We still see a phoenix, we don't know if it's really there, if it's just seeing it. And obviously the action it's like you can't do that in real life. So this is definitely like that fantasy element of it. But like it works. It just so works in the world world that they built. See when you set a tone you see, Reggie, so it makes a good movie. When you set a tone and you kind of follow that throughout and you, and you, and you stick to the landing, that's what it usually makes an enjoyable yeah. film. Yeah. When you have a tone and you don't fucking hit the mark and you kind of go everywhere, then I don't know what I'm watching. See? Yeah. So the remake does set its own tone on pretty early. Right. And then it, it just really sticks to it and it works really, so well. Really early. I mean, like yeah. you
0: have this sequence in like the, the wheat field or something like that. And she's like practicing her sword. She's talking about um, Chi, Ki, whatever. And um, yeah, like now we've introduced this magical element. So we had already this character that was extraordinary because she, you know, she didn't feel like she was necessarily one of the girls that would go out there and bring honor to her family. And she brought honor a different way. And this movie is like, yeah, the honor, but also there's this like innate power that I'm capable of and by introducing like we mentioned that witch um we could see someone else going that route and like yeah dude it, it worked a lot because they there was an addition there mm-hmm. and i think where a lot of these remakes miss where we usually complain is that something's taken away so like right. I, br- I brought up insomnia in the sense of like which isn't a bad remake right no. but like there's this is this darker element right. of the film that's gone mm-hmm. um we were talking about Psycho a little bit earlier, which is effectively the same movie, but something's missing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, and oftentimes mm-hmm. what makes us not like a remake is that an element of the tone or the story was missed. Right. And what probably helped probably why we have this combination right now is because these are more modern films it's really hard to miss the point, <laughs> you, know, you know. Like if if you made something in the '90s or the 2000s, when you make it again, it's not like we're 50 years removed from it. Right. But uh, going back to one of your films earlier, like Three Ten to Human, to me felt like one of those movies that, like,
1: yes, and like, right, exactly, it, just, it, it elevated. Yeah, yeah. That's why that was my number one. But going back to Mulan. Uh, just, again, it it didn't really, like, it wasn't the most innovative movie, no. like, I'd seen most of this stuff before, but when you do it well, I can go along for that, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. having a phoenix, and then what does a phoenix do? It dies and arises from the ashes, and then kind of having move on to the exact same thing. We're for, we're for identity. Exactly. And then, you know, it's been done before, but, sure. like when you know how to do it well, like, I'm on board for that. And I'll be, like, in the crowd going, fuck yeah, that's right, you get out there in your fucking wardrobe. And I'm I'm I'm, like, I'm cheering. Like, you can do it well, I'm on board. And I think that they really did it well. And I just don't think this movie gets enough credit just because the way it came out and then, like, it was only, like, available, like, it's on Disney Plus of streaming. and bought it, right? Yeah. So, it's like, it didn't get what it would have gotten. It had just been released in theaters if we didn't have like, I COVID and I everything. agree. I mean, look, I, I will
0: say this, that when she puts on her traditional sort of, uh, like, women's garb. Right. And is on that horse, swinging that sword. That's pfft. a powerful moment. <laughs> oh, no, boy. That's-, that's a good movie, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I I would never have guessed in a million years that you would have said Mulan today. (laughs) Me neither. But like, as you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, no, it makes, you're making solid points. Um, It is a great combination. No one can complain about watching the original Mulan. Mm -mm. And I don't think that like, if you're being, again, like we said, all the other BS that has nothing to do with the movie aside, right? Like, uh, if you're being honest, like that, that interpretation was really, really strong and solid. And like, they were like, no, fuck it. We're not gonna do music. Right? Like Mm -hmm. that, when a remake is like, no,
1: I made this choice Mm -hmm. and it works, Right, it's awesome. It works with subject matter because we're at war. We're Mm -hmm. not going to be singing songs the whole time, right? Let's talk about what it's like to pretend to be a man trying to fit in and then ultimately surpass all of my peers. Yes. And how am I going to deal with that? Because if the truth comes out, it means possibly death or exile for me and my family. It's some serious consequences. And... I enjoyed the ride.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because it, it is one of one of my favorite movies that we watched because the contrast was really, really strong and um yeah, no, this is a solid, solid choice, man. Thank
1: you. Cool. <laughs> All right. Cool. Alright, so uh, I guess that's it. I mean, did we wanna talk about any other films um, that we had reviewed? I'll, I'll get,
0: let's do a quick honorable mention right here. Okay. Um a movie that didn't quite make the cut today, but I wanted to talk about, is Solaris. Um, I love Solaris. The original, uh, the remake, I'm okay with it too. But like, I really, really like that original film. It's very artsy. It's not an American film. And it just, I don't know. There's something about that movie that spoke to me. I think it might be my favorite movie that we've watched because I had no prior experience with mm-hmm. it and I was really impressed by what they are able to do. It's too long. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that it's,
1: one scene where you're just following the guy for like 10 minutes yeah. driving. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, That, that part could be
0: cut. But like, I, um, I think that that original to me is the essence of what I want to do with this show, which is that bringing the audience, you guys, something that you may not have heard of, something that you may not have seen, and by doing that, Highlighting the fact that, first of all, Hollywood makes a remake of anything, but sometimes you have to go back and watch these originals, and like it's such a strong movie. Right. Um, it's on my honorable mention, It it's not the best movie I watched, it's not the best combination, it's not the work, you know, but it it's a good, good movie that I wanted to talk about, and uh, that's what this section's for.
1: I honestly think if it was an American release, I think it would be you know lauded more yeah i think because I I it's it's so much there's so much kubrick mm-hmm. in, yes. in that, film, in that yes. film and then this everybody like wets themselves over kubrick so i feel like if that was an american release more people would have seen it more people would be praising yeah. it like the had, kubrick film
0: had kubrick had made this movie right we'd be yeah on this movie yeah it was like space odyssey or
1: solaris i don't know yeah man. It really seriously, it, so, you know, it definitely it reaches out. those levels at times. I yeah. Was watching, I was like, "Wow, like that's totally like a Cooper thing." Yeah. Right and the, the problem is that like,
0: there are times where the movie isn't that right. Yeah. Like there are times, like you said, the driving thing that's nonsense. But like um, overall, I thought it was a really strong movie. and It was one of my favorite watches. It was one of our earlier episodes. So if you're newer to the series, go check out the Solaris episode and uh, check out Solaris. It's a good movie.
1: I mean, if I had to put an honorable mention on anything, I'm just like, a movie, I'm like, ah, it's actually pretty good. It's the original Arthur. Oh, wow. (laughs) That was fun. I genuinely like that movie. And Dudley Moore just brought like, uh, he brought, uh, you know, he obviously brought the over the top humor, but he definitely just like slowed it down at moments where I could like really sympathize with this character at the same time. And obviously one of the most catchy Movie things yeah. that we've ever heard. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna listen to that after yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it. Um, yeah, just a really enjoyable movie, Arthur. All around everybody's portrayal in that movie, and especially what's his name? Um, the, the butler guy. Oh, shit. that guy was he's like, so he's so good. He's so good in that movie.
0: Now, wash your dick, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: Hobson. Yes, Hobson. Okay, and Hobson in that oh, movie man. it's just he's so good <laughs> he's so good honestly without hobson i don't know if the movie works as well mm-hmm. and you know i was talking about the in-laws being one of my favorite originals because the humor holds up well. arthur's one of those yeah and they That's really true. go through some like taboo things. they too. do they do and that definitely i don't think would be addressed in today's films that aren't necessarily like offensive so i don't know why they wouldn't touch it today but like i really found found arthur like just incredibly delightful <laughs> yeah. i'll just say that yeah it's a yeah. Really fun movie
0: see and it was interesting is like solaris that was one of your recommendations um arthur was definitely one of your recommendations because i had no background with it but watching it i'm like this shit is funny yeah. this is some really funny funny stuff and uh yeah the hobson portrayal <laughs> definitely helps keep the movie grounded mm-hmm. in a way because like arthur is a Drunk,
1: he's a freshman. drunk asshole, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, obnoxious. You can not stop fucking laughing at his own jokes. We all have friends like that. I'm like that, <laughs> yeah.
0: I, like, I think one of the lines you said was like, The laugh is kind of like uh, jaws, like, yeah, dun, 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 dun. yeah, yeah. But no, that's that's a strong honorable mention. I did really like that original. I think that uh, unfortunately, the remake probably brought that down, in yeah. terms of. The discussion today, but like the original Arthur is a very funny, funny film. It's got a lot of heart where you're not expecting it. Right? Yeah. so in the soundtrack, I mean, that one
1: song. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the... lie, hmm. Oh, I'm gonna be listening to that today.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, um, and then that's a good example of uh, sometimes you don't need Russell Brand to reprise this role. <laughs> so it's okay. Like We got it the first time.
1: Yeah.
0: So, awesome, man.
1: This yeah, is... I feel like that was a pretty solid yeah, list. Yeah. Um, so I guess at this point, we'll just ask you guys, what did you guys think? Did you agree with us? Did you disagree with us? Are there any movies you definitely thought we should have put on any of our lists? Yeah. Um, let us know. I mean, what were some of your favorites? Definitely let us know that too. Because yeah. We're always open to like things we missed and stuff like that. Totally. I mean, like in the
0: comments section, I would love to see people. What are your top three re- remakes? Top three originals? Yeah. Top three worst remakes? Top three worst originals? And your best combo? Um. Yeah. Uh. We've got our opinions. I'm sure you've got yours. And uh. I'm interested in how much carryover there was, but I think we did ultimately have our own style when it came to this.
1: Yeah. Especially with that. Uh <laughs> the final the combo thing <laughs> me picking mulan the out of final nowhere
0: no combo
1: no yeah. definitely want to hear your top threes guys so definitely leave them in the comments nice well as always i'm reggie parker and i'm dan bulick this has been another episode of retro, retro versus, versus remake, remake.